0: morning. Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. We are in Proverbs 16, verse 29 through 30 this morning. Let's say a prayer and get started. Father, thank you for this morning. Uh, teach us something new today. Draw us near to you. Uh, encourage us, God. Um, fill us with joy. Remind us of what is most important in life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so again, As always, I always say, Proverbs, it's obvious and very evident in all of these little fortune cookie statements out of Proverbs that Solomon is basing all of this wisdom off of the two greatest commandments love God and love others. The theme of Proverbs is Proverbs 1 7 the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction and uh, these verses apply to that today as well now we're kind of continuing with a a theme uh, in verse 29 and 30 here with what we had yesterday Um, solomon's speaking about a a um, worthless man and a a liar a deceptive man and those two verses focused more on how destructive words can be and Today, we're going to see these verses are more about the the expression of anger and hatred and evil and violence. So it's more about someone who, who gets very physically violent and evil. So I thought about this and kind of the, the way, the progress of the verses that we've looked at here up to this point, Solomon is kind of painting a picture that sin and evil begins in the heart and is then fully realized in the physical world. And what I mean by that is is what Jesus taught us in the New Testament, that to hate someone is the same as murder, right? Because murder begins in the heart of a person. It starts with bitterness, anger, hatred. It festers, it grows until it Full, it fully blooms into outward action and expression of that hatred which would be murder or physical violence and so that's what we kind of get here we get a, a man who turns his eye, eyes away from the lord and loves himself most okay so he breaks the the greatest commandment and then the second greatest commandment and then in his heart he becomes a worthless man he's deceptive He's dishonest. He tries to stir things up through through words. And then from that it, it turns into actual physical violence. And that's what we see today. So verse 29 says, A man of violence entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good. Now, a man of violence here, the actual Hebrew term, it's talking about physical violence. Um, is talk uh, talking about actively, um, physically attacking or provoking someone, and uh, the idea of enticing his neighbor, you might look at that and say, "Well, that means he tries to pick a fight with his neighbor." But that's not really the the context of the verse. The context of the verse is that a man of violence tries to bring other people around him into his violent behavior, and. So it's the idea that this violent man who wants to be violent with other people physically is going to try to bring other people into to his his little group to do that and to cause harm and to cause problems and um, is going to lead someone astray. Now it it goes right into verse 30 from this violent behavior um, into how off how they often function. Now I'm not. This verse, in no way, can we look at this and say that boxing and um, you know different forms of uh, fighting that are for sport are a, a bad thing. That's not what this verse is saying, and I am not saying that. I enjoy watching boxing. Actually, I enjoy uh, fights like that, and there are rules and there's regulations, and they always are careful that even though they're beating up each other. Um, they, they always have a medic-owned standby, and there's certain rules that you have to follow. There's a referee, you know, all that stuff. It's monitored. That's, that's different um, than what this is talking about. Because verse 30 tells us more so the type of violence that they're talking about here. Because it says, Whoever winks his eyes plans dishonest things. He, he who purses his lips brings evil to pass. Okay, so the idea here is that this is a physically violent person, and they're doing it with with a deceptive and dishonest behavior. Think about someone who who you know is going to going to break into someone's house and rob them, and be physically violent if necessary. Someone who you know it's a stick up. Someone who robs someone on the street to take their money, and they get violent. That's the idea here, okay? They're, they're lurking in the darkness waiting um, to, to pounce on someone and take advantage of them. So it's legitimately talking about um, a criminal here, criminal behavior. And uh, I think it's very important that Solomon actually addresses this. And it's not just talking about a violent person, but it's warning people who don't live this way how they need to be careful to protect themselves. So the idea of, you know, purses his lips and brings evil to pass—it makes me think of that villain in the Austin Powers movie that does like, this. You know, that picture—he he would do that after he he just explained something he was going to do that was evil or something bad, and it was meant to be humorous and funny. But it's it's that's the concept here that Solomon is trying to show us. Someone who purses his lips, they're deceptive and conniving and they're dishonest, okay? And so that's the image that's being painted here. And uh, even though he's specifically talking about violence, the idea um, that someone is deceptive and dishonest in this context can apply in so many other situations. And it goes back to what we talked about yesterday of just being careful yourself, um, as a Christian, not ever assuming, don't ever assume that you are always in the right just because you call yourself a Christian and that you are correct in how you're handling a situation. And when when there's opposition and there's conflict that arises in any situation, the first thing you should do is look for a plank in your own eye, okay, before you remove the speck out of somebody else's. You always examine your own heart. You look at your own heart. You go to God and you say, have, have I done this? Have, am I wrong here? Uh, you need to humble yourself and be willing to admit that maybe you're wrong and maybe you've made a mistake. And that's the first step of resolving conflict. If you just assume you're always right and everybody else is always wrong, well, the other person's probably going to do that too. And guess what? Conflict's never resolved. It probably escalates. And the fire burns hotter. And then sometimes it can get so bad that it turns into a violent, a physically violent situation. And so that's why we've got to calm down. We've got to step back. We need to examine our own hearts. And we need to, to compare where our heart is with, with where our relationship with God is. Because if, if there's a right relationship with God and there's genuine peace and joy in our heart, that will overflow into our actions. If, if we're someone who's prone to get angry, short-tempered, and, and to even get violent, that is evidence of a heart that does not know God, that is not close to God, that is not seeking first the kingdom of God. And it's good to recognize that in ourselves. The times in my life when I've been the most stressed, the most anxious, the most short-tempered, if, if I look and trace it back, my relationship with God is either non-existent or I have distanced myself from him. It's always the case, always, always, always the case in every situation. That's just the way it works. It's like a math problem, okay? It's, it's a spiritual formula. If you love God, you will have more peace and calmness and joy in your life, and it, you will love other people. If you're not loving other people, you're short-tempered, you're stressed all the time, then most likely... There's a hiccup, there's a there's a, a distortion, there's a gap in your relationship with God. It's just the way it works. The Bible teaches that through and through, all throughout, Old Testament and New Testament. That is the formula. All right, good stuff here, good stuff to remember. At the end of the day, these verses are about loving other people, and ultimately, they are about loving God. So I end with this, seek first the kingdom of God seek a relationship with god you want true joy you want genuine peace it's only found in knowing god and we seek him through his word we study his word we pray we listen to the holy spirit who dwells in us as christians as he works in us molds our hearts and minds and we need to be susceptible and pliable for that to happen okay we need to be the soft clay that scripture talks about. All right. Thank you for joining me this morning. Seek the Lord, have a wonderful and blessed day, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye.